Good evening, church. Are you guys good? I don't know about you, but nothing makes me more happy to see young people praising and worshiping God. Amen. I thought that was absolutely incredible. Hey, we'd had the most incredible two weeks at Malpos and Tableview and, and Camps Bay joining us too. And uh, I, I, I love Holiday Club. I got to serve at Holiday Clubs when I was younger. And I, I'm actually going to give my age away in just a bit. But uh, I, I realized the first Holiday Club I served at, I'm going to give you the year. And it actually gave me such a fright that I almost had to take a step back and go, wow, that was a long time ago. I am really getting old. This is the craziest thing. But let's pray that we're going to take our seats and then we have the best time. Jesus, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you that we can praise and worship you together from the youngest to the oldest. Father, we thank you that tonight you were at the center. And I pray for, for soft hearts, Lord, as we speak about serving you and serving your kingdom and serving your people, that it's such a privilege and an honor that we get to do this as we commit this, as we commit this evening, as we commit this week in your precious name. And everyone said, hey, give some Bluetooth high fives as you take your seats. Come on. <clears throat> We're not quite yet at the physical high fives. We'll get there soon, don't worry. We're still going to do Bluetooth high fives. But church, are you guys good? Yeah? Who's enjoying the, the colder, cooler weather? Bit of a break. I'm a fan of winter, so I'm not complaining, but it has been really cold. And it's been amazing. And like I said, we've had an incredibly blessed two weeks where we've been able to serve the next generation and and really I want to encourage you that bring young people to church because they're going to have leaders who are going to mentor them who are going to invest into them uh, I, I'm a product of our church believing in the next generation uh, you guys know some of you might not know but I've been here since I was seven my cousin invited me to come to church many years ago I live in, lived in Bolenka Avenue and used to come and, and walk me to church and I'm just so blessed that I had leaders who spent time with me, who invested into me as a young person at Kids Church. And I can't wait to see the fruits of what God is going to do through every single one of those young people who were in God's house tonight. There are so many leaders there, young people who are going to make a difference in their schools, in their homes. They're going to make a difference in Tableview, in Malkbos, in Camps Bay. They're going to make a difference in the Western Cape. And they're going to make a difference in our nation because they are the future of our country. I can't wait to see young people with Jesus at the center of their hearts leading us as the next generation. So I want to encourage you, keep investing, keep releasing, keep believing in the next generation because I'm telling you, God wants to do an incredible work in them and through them. And it really is just going to be an honor to sit back and see what God is going to do. Amen. Amen. We're in week two of our serve series, and it's been absolutely amazing. And we're speaking into the power of serving and why it's important to serve. Not only serve God, but serve His church and to serve His people and to serve His community because we understand that there's a blessing when it comes to serving. And uh, I was, like I said, reflecting on the kind of the years that I've been at View Church, and I've been here my whole life. I'm, I'm, I've been here longer than I've you know, I started coming here. So it's a long time, 21 years or 22 years, and it's just been the best journey ever. And um, I, I remembered when I started serving, and I kind of cheated the system. And I cheated the system because I was tall. Now, I'm not one of those people who shot up in high school and, you know, got, I've always been a head taller than everyone else. I said this morning at Camps Bay that I was taller than my grade four teacher. Now, she wasn't tall, but you understand what I'm trying to say. Uh, can you imagine being a grade four teacher and you've got a student who's taller than you? But anyway, 
Oh, I'm going to teach it. I will never. I hope I don't experience someone taller than me at that age. But um, and uh, that's how I, I cheated the system because you had to be in grade seven to serve at kids church. But I was in grade six, and um, I signed up to do holiday club. And uh, it was in the wild, and you know we kitted out the whole hall, and it was absolutely amazing. And then I looked at the year when we had into the wild, and it was 2005. How crazy is that, hey? We're in 2022. For me, that was a shock to my system. 2005 is a long time ago. And, uh, but we had the best time. And, and again, I, we, I was able to serve with the people who invested into me. And, um, but the reason why I reflected is I actually had another message prepared for tonight. And while I was praying this morning for Camps Bay and Tableview, I really felt God say just to do something a bit different. Is that okay? Yeah. And uh, I, I just want to share with you and encourage you some lessons that I've learned while serving over the past 17 years. And I know that I haven't served for the longest in our church, but I know that I've seen God do incredible things, not only in my life, but the lives around me and in our church. So my prayer tonight is that you're encouraged and will apply some of these lessons to your own life so that you can be used by God to do the most incredible things, whether it's at church, in your community, in your workplace, at home. God wants to use you and He wants to build His kingdom through you because He created you in His perfect image. He wants to use you. And I was encouraged because, you know, we, aren't, we weren't created, we weren't born just to exist. Do you guys know that? We weren't created just to exist. We weren't created just to warm a seat every Sunday. We weren't created just to kind of endure a nine to five job and come home. Who's heard that saying, uh, sleep, eat, repeat? Do you guys know that? As Christians, we aren't called just to sleep, eat, repeat. We aren't called just to exist. As Christians, we're called to make a difference. As sons and daughters of Christ, we called to make a difference. And I want to encourage you, the way we make a difference is by serving God and by serving His people. That's how we can make an eternal difference in the lives of people who need Jesus, in the lives of people who might be broken, in the lives of people who are lost. We are called to make a difference. You are not called just to exist. If someone's told you that, I bind that, I break that, and I'm encouraging you that you're called to make a difference. God wants to use you at home. God wants to use you at church. God wants to use you in table view. He wants to use you wherever you are. You are called to make an eternal kingdom difference wherever you are, not just to exist. One of my kind of low points, we all know that we have the valleys and we have the mountains and I was going through a valley and I was dealing with some things and I really felt in that season that God might never want to use me again. And it was, it was hard and it was tough. And I really felt that I just couldn't push through. That I almost had no purpose anymore. That I had used up the purpose that God had given me. And there was just no way forward. And I had the privilege of sitting with our founding pastor, Graham Evans. And, and he shared a piece of scripture with me that I hold dear to my heart. Because that's the day where I stopped believing that I had no purpose. And I believed that God still had a purpose for me. And that scripture is found in Psalm 139. It's a famous scripture. It's a famous scripture. But if you're taking notes, I wanna encourage you to write the scripture down. Go home and reflect on it. Meditate on the scripture. Read the importance of the scripture, the power in the scripture. 
This scripture reminds me every day that God has got a purpose for me. That this scripture reminds me that I wasn't created just to exist, but I was created to make a difference. I was created to be used by God to reach people. So if you wanna read with me, it's gonna be on the screen. That's the last one. But you can read with me, it's fine. This is what it says. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light will become night around me, even the darkness will not be too dark for you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Praise God. Praise God. You see, that scripture reminds us that we were knitted together. We were created by God in our mother's womb. We were made perfectly by God. See, I wanna encourage someone tonight that you were not a mistake, that you were made on purpose and for a purpose. You don't just live on earth to exist, you live to make a difference. And how do we know that? Because that scripture speaks about every single one of you. You were made perfect in the image of God. His thoughts for you outnumber the grains of sand on this earth. We would never be able to count them because there are too many. God knew the days before you had even lived them. And I know if God knew them, that He had called us to serve in those days. We called to make a difference and not just to exist. We are born to serve. We are born to make a difference. And how do we know this? Because Jesus showed us. It says in Matthew 20, verses 26 to 28, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the Supreme God, he came down from his throne, and yes, he could have been served, but he taught us greater is to serve than to be served. Greater is to exist, sorry, greater is to serve than just to exist. Greater is to serve than just to exist. We are called to make a difference. 
You are called to make a difference. You are called to be used by God to reach people and build His kingdom. Don't believe the lies that have been spoken over you. God has purposed you for great works in His name. You are called to serve. So if you're taking notes, I pray that these lessons that I've learned will help you and encourage you as we go on and serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I wanna encourage you as a parent. I learned these lessons by growing up in the house of God. My prayer to you is that as you raise your child up in the way of the Lord, that they will learn these lessons too. That in 20 years time, they will stand up and go, I understand I am where I am because of what God did in my life at a young age. In Jesus' name. I wanna encourage you, keep bringing your children to church. Keep allowing them to enter into the presence of God because God is gonna use them to do the most incredible things in Jesus' name. The first thing that I wanna encourage you with is surfing keeps, uh, surfing, serving, <laughs> surfing as well. You, there's, a surfing, there's a surfing view group, so technically it is, it, is, it is serving, which is cool. But serving keeps us rooted. Serving keeps us rooted. Psalm 1 verses 1 to 3 says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step of, with the wicked. It says I've got a, a time limit on my iPad, hectic. Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. But who delight is, sorry, my iPad's tripping, guys. I don't know what's going on here. Let me try that again from the top. Here we go. Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. But those who delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by a stream of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. In the years of me serving a church, as an individual, as a family, we faced trials. We faced hardships. We faced some things which could have easily pulled me away from the house of God, could have easily pulled me away from the family that, that I call church. But I truly believe, I'm convicted, and I honestly will, will take it to my grave that I'm here because I'm rooted in the God's house. I'm rooted in His love. I'm rooted in His word. And the only reason I'm there is because I chose to serve God and serve His people. My roots grew deep because I was surrounding myself with people who were gonna hold me accountable. I was surrounding myself with people who were gonna encourage me. I was surrounding myself with people who were gonna pray for me. I'm surrounding myself with people who are going to walk the journey with me. I want to encourage you, when you serve, you will stay rooted in the purposes that God has for you. But if you're not serving, it's going to be so easy for the enemy to pull you away. If you don't have roots, you're going to be pulled away. You're going to be washed down the stream. But when you're rooted in God's house, when you're rooted in your purpose, no matter what happens, it's going to be hard. And I, I'm going to say it, impossible for the enemy to pull you away. Let's be people who are rooted in the presence of God and the purposes that He has for us. Lesson number two. Serving builds the right friendships and helps people build friendships. I have some of my best friends that I met serving God in His house. Friends who have walked an incredible journey with me I've been their best men. 
Uh, we've gone on mission trips together. We've done youth camps together. We've done youth together. We've done kids' church together. We've done all these things together. We've got a strong friendship. But those friendships were built in the house of God. Those friendships were built in kids' church. Those friendships were built in View City. Those friendships were, were built on serving on Sunday mornings and Sunday evenings. I want to encourage you and ask you the question tonight, where are you building your friendships? Are you building your friendships in the house of God or are you building your friendships outside the house of God? And you've heard the famous saying, if you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. If I surrounded myself with the wrong people, I don't think that I would be standing here today. But I built friendships in the house of God. Friends will help you stay on the purpose that God has for you. They will lift you up. They will pull you up. They will help you get stronger they will keep you accountable in Jesus' name. But I want to encourage you to build friendships in the house of God. But not only is that important, it also means that others who come to church can build friendships too. Those who are lost, those who are lonely, those who are broken will come into a community of people where friendships, godly friendships can be built. So again, I want to ask you, where is your friendship group? Is it in the house of God? Or is it outside the house of God? Acts 4 verse 32 says, All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything that they had. Kingdom friendship. Kingdom friendship. We're your friends. I know sometimes it's, it's a hard question to ask, but it's an important question to ask. Because true friends will help you and keep you accountable to serving God and serving His people. Number three, serving calls you and keeps you living for something greater than yourself. Serving calls you and keeps you living for something greater than yourself. Again, understanding what it means to serve is we get the opportunity to lead people into the presence of God. We're saying it this year, it's, it's what we're believing this year is each one to reach one with living with the, with the end in mind, understanding that there's something greater than ourselves. There's something greater than ourselves. We can't just walk away because people's eternity is at stake. Serving on a Sunday, serving at view group, serving at interest groups, serving your family, serving your work colleagues, we are called to something greater because when you serve them, we can believe that God is gonna do a miracle in their lives because we understand that eternity is at stake. When we get up early in the morning when it's raining, or when we come on a Sunday night when it's cold and it's dark, we do it because there's something greater than ourselves. We do it because we believe and trust that people are gonna come for the first time and they're gonna experience Jesus for the first time. People's eternity is at stake. When we serve, it causes us to know and have the conviction that there's something greater than ourselves. People's eternity is at stake. Number four, serving keeps you in the purpose that God has for you. Colossians 2 verse 6 to 7 says, So then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, overflowing with thankfulness. Serving keeps us in the purpose that God has for us. And I wanna encourage you, a lot of the time we can get, we can say, I only wanna serve on a Sunday. 
Well, I'd only serve at the 6 p.m. service or I only serve in the morning. We're called to serve wherever we are. We're called to serve when we're at school. We're called to serve when we're at work. We're called to serve when we're at home. We're called to serve when we're at pick and pay. We're called to serve when we're playing five-a-side football on a Monday night. Amen. We're called to serve people. We're called to serve people. Because when we serve people, we're living in the purpose that God has for us. There's no greater place to be than in the purpose that God has for you. And to be in God's purpose is to serve Him and serve His people. So no matter where you are, no matter what environment you're in, I want to encourage you, see it as a serving opportunity. See it as an opportunity to serve the individual, to serve the family, to serve your work colleague. So we can continue to live in the purpose that God has for us. Number five, serving allows you to experience a miracle working God. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 15 says, And He died for all, that those who, live, those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for Him who died for them and was raised again. We serve on a Sunday, and we serve in the midweek, and we serve in view groups, and we serve in all these areas because we want to see the miracle working hand of God. We understand that the greatest miracle that we can experience is the miracle of salvation. It trumps any other miracle because we celebrate the fact that someone who was destined for hell is not going to spend eternity in heaven with Jesus. It's the greatest miracle. When we create environments where people can step in and experience the presence of God, whether it's kids' church, holiday club, Sunday night, Sunday morning, no matter where we are, we do it because we're going to see God perform miracles in the lives of people. We believe it for your family members. We believe it for your neighbors who you've been inviting for the past six months. And they're going to come this Sunday and we're going to trust that we're going to celebrate the miracle of salvation in their lives. That's why we serve. We serve because people's eternities matter. We serve because we want people to spend eternity in heaven with Jesus one day. We don't want them to go to hell. We want them to go to heaven. Serving allows us to see God work His miracles. Serving allows us to see God build His church. I love the fact that when you walk into our church, you see crosses. Those crosses aren't there for decoration. They're there to to represent every miracle that God has performed this year every miracle of salvation. God is doing a work in our church. God is doing a work in our people. That's why it's important for us to serve. To be the person who smiles at someone who comes for the first time. To be the person who shows them where the coffee bar is to give them the best coffee in Jesus' name, amen. And in that moment, they'll get saved. (laughs) That's why it's important for, if you've got the gift of, of singing and leading, to lead us on a Sunday night in worship. If you've got a technical gift to, to lead us in the production desk, we love our production team. If you've got the gift of hosting, to, to host people when they walk in for the first time, so that it's easy for them to fix their eyes on Jesus for the first time. So that it's easy for them to experience His love for the first time. Serving allows us to experience the miracle working God so that we can see His kingdom being built. Number six, serving creates encounters with God. Some of my personal encounters, the greatest encounters I've ever had, have come in the middle of serving God. 
I can vividly just think of so many moments where God has spoken to me or when I've seen God do something in my life or a friend's life and, and I can remember these things. It was because I was serving and it was because I was there. I'll never forget when I went to Zambia when I was 17 years old. I had this encounter with God while we were sitting and watching the sunset. And in that encounter, I truly believe God says that He wanted me to work for Him. And I held on to that encounter. God's got an encounter for you too. God's got a moment for you too. God's got a, a word. God's got a healing. God's got a miracle. God's got something for you, a moment for you where you will experience Him like you've never experienced Him before. Some of my greatest experiences have come from serving Him. Being in His house. Helping people walk into His presence. It says in Lamentations 3 verses 22 to 23, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For His compassion never fails. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. I believe that God has got encounters for us every single day. He wants us to have fresh encounters every single day. In fact, that's what Paul encourages us in Ephesians 1 verses 17 to 18. This is what it says. I keep asking that God, the Lord, of, the Lord our Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Revelation. So that you may know Him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in His holy people. The revelation, the daily revelation of who God is. Church, I wanna ask you, are you having daily encounters with Jesus? Are you having moments where you're spending time with Him in worship and in prayer, when you're allowing Him to speak to you, into your family, into your future, to, to give you a hope? And this hope is the fact that we have the inheritance of eternity. And that inheritance is not only for us, but it's for the people who we get to serve every single day. It's for your family member who you've been believing for for the past three years. It's for your work colleague. It's for your neighbor. Eternity is for all. But I wanna ask you, are we having those encounters to encourage us, to carry that hope no matter what we're going through so we can serve others with an assurance that Jesus is for us. He's equipping us. He's anointing us. He's giving us everything we need to be the people, the sons and daughters He's called us to be. Every day, let's have those encounters. Can I ask if we stand to our feet? Can we lift our hands to heaven just as a sign of surrender? We're gonna worship our, our Savior tonight. But I wanna encourage two groups of people. The first group is you had your encounter. You had that moment where you experienced God's love for the first time and you started the journey of serving, but, but something happened. Something took your heart of Jesus and you started to focus on things which, which stopped you from serving. It, it stopped you from, from focusing on people and, and you might be focusing on yourself or, or, or things that aren't of God. If that's you, I want you to use this moment to cry out. 
I want you to use this moment to speak to God and to ask for a fresh encounter in Jesus' name. That He will speak to you, that He will fill you from head to toe, that He will reignite a passion to serve people in Jesus' name. Because we are called not just to exist, but we are called to make a difference. We weren't born just to fill spaces. We were born for a purpose to make a difference. For the kingdom of God and for the people who we get to experience every single day. If that's you, if you need a re-encounter, use this moment. Speak to God. Cry out to Him. Let Him fill you. Let Him touch your heart. The second group of people is maybe you've never had an encounter with Jesus. Maybe you feel lost and you feel broken. And maybe you've come tonight so that we can serve you. Maybe you've come tonight going, I'm lost. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what God wants to do in my life. Maybe you're going, that, that I just can't see a way forward. I want to encourage you that you were fearfully and wonderfully made in your mother's womb and that God is going to use you to do the most incredible things for His kingdom. If that's you, start to speak to God. Speak to Him. You were created by Him with the most incredible purpose. Don't miss out on what God wants to do through you as you serve Him and serve His people. Come on church, let's worship tonight. Where are you at? Awake my soul and sing, sing His praise aloud, sing His praise Sing His praise aloud. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As we stay in this attitude of worship, and can I ask that everyone closes their eyes? If you were the second group of people who need your first encounter, who know that you can't keep living a life for yourself, but you wanna live in the purpose that God has for you, the incredible purpose and plans to use you. On the count of three, I wanna ask you to put your hand up. No one is looking. This moment is between you, it's between Jesus, it's a personal moment. One, He gave His life as a ransom. Two, so that you can spend eternity in heaven with Him one day. Three, if that's you, do you wanna put your hand up? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We've got two hands. Thank you, Jesus. Three, thank you, Jesus, for the hand over here. Anyone else? You want to put your hand up high. No one is looking. This is between you. It's between Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Church, we're going we're gonna to pray a prayer together. And because we're a family, we're going to pray it proudly and loudly because the kingdom of God has grown tonight in Jesus' name. So let's pray together. Jesus, thank you for what you did on the cross for me. I declare that I've fallen short and I ask for your forgiveness. Tonight, I declare that you are my Lord and Savior and I live for you. I pray that you will keep me, that you will guide me, that you will show me your ways in Jesus' name. Come on church, can we give Jesus some praise tonight? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome. Come on, let's just show Matt some love. Let's honor him. Awesome. Let's take your seats quickly. Um, Last thing we want to encourage you to do, uh, we always encourage you to write your prayer request down. Of course, Scripture says, cast your cares upon the Lord because He cares for you. And our prayer team, of course, covers you in prayer. Don't wake up on Monday wondering what's going to happen. Wake up knowing that we're partnering with you in prayer. And we're trusting that even as you bring your request to God for yourself, for your family, for those family members you're praying for, for your business, for your children, you'll just see a miracle year coming to, like yeah, those miracles come into your life. So why don't you write this prayer request down? You don't have to put your name down. If it's a private prayer request and you can just put the prayer request down. Um, but also you can use the cards there in the seat cover in front of you or if you're in the front row under the chair. Um, you can also use that card for any info you need. You gave your life to Jesus, tick their first time commitment or recommitment or your first time guest. And then you can write, if you want us to get back to you, write your details clearly uh, because we'd love to tell you about the, your next step. Your next step is a course we do called Following Jesus if you gave your life and you can do it on your device, you can do it at home or you can do it in the church. It's totally up to you. We'd love to tell you more about that. Uh, But today, just a simple thought. The Sea of Galilee receives water from the north and it lets the water out in the south. Then the Dead Sea receives that same water down the Jordan River in the northern part. Same water, but the Sea of Galilee is brimming with life The Dead Sea, everything that's living that goes to the Dead Sea dies. Uh, The lesson we learn that even though you have life, you can still experience death in a way because there's a stagnation that happens when you just live a life that receives. You're supposed to freely receive and freely give. You've been designed to not only receive salvation, you've been designed to serve others.
And so even as Matt's saying he's experienced life, it's because he didn't get stagnated. He didn't just take in. He started to serve others. So, so you need to be like the Sea of Galilee, brimming with life. You don't need to be like the Dead Sea. You might be in church receiving everything you need, the Word of God, the Spirit of God. You've even had encounters. And then all of a sudden you go, but things are dying in my life, Andre. Well, here's the thing. You just need to open up the taps. You need to start to serve others. You, as you refresh others, yourself will be refreshed. So I encourage you in this month to make a decision about starting to live a life of service and how you can do that, okay? Is that good? Don't miss out next week and carry on the series. I just want to thank Matt again. New people, as you walk out, you'll see your, the red banner there. Um, you can actually grab your first cappuccino. If you need any info, information, you can also go there. And then, yeah, you can pick your children up the same place. We normally drop them off out the doors just to your left. Our kids' church entrance over there. Have an awesome Sunday evening. Cheers.